0: What a powerful name it is, Jesus. His is the kingdom. His is the glory. His is the power. Forever and forever. Amen, amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for this night where we get to come into your presence. We get to experience you. Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for sending your son Jesus, because through his death and resurrection, we get to experience your power and your glory. And Father, we are so grateful tonight, so grateful. Let us understand the power that is contained in that name, Jesus. Let us truly comprehend it tonight. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What an incredible time of worship. You can all be seated in this awesome atmosphere. I am so thankful to be with you all tonight. I am always grateful to be able to, to be up here and to be with you guys. My name is Rob Bruner, for those of you who don't know me. Um, hi, yeah, hi. How's it going? And and I love getting up here because I get an opportunity to share with you what God's been sharing with me, what God's been speaking to me, and I don't just get up here and talk about things that God hasn't been speaking to me and convicting me on. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and. Thankfully, I'm part of it. Tonight, I'm part of it. And so God's going to speak tonight. And I just pray that we all have ears to hear, okay? Because I'm not the best speaker in the world, so hopefully you guys have ears to hear that are pretty good, and I'll do my best, all right? Uh, But tonight, I get to talk about something that I'm really passionate about. A lot of you know that I'm a construction guy, okay? Okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a construction guy. And I was in the construction industry for a lot of years. And now I get to teach construction management to NAU students. Can I hear it from my NAU students? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a passion of mine. I love it. It's incredible because I get to talk about stuff that I am passionate about construction. And so tonight I get to talk to you a little bit about construction. And so I know probably some of you are thinking, man, I'm not a big fan of construction. <laughs> construction means I'm stuck on the freeway, or construction means they move my office to the basement while they renovate my building, or my pipes froze and they have to rip my house, half my house apart, right? So maybe construction's is not the, the best thing for all of you, but I want to tell you there is something incredible about construction. All right. This may not sound like a message yet, but I'm, I'm getting to it, I promise. But there's something awesome about construction. Being able to take something like this brick right here. This brick has no value other than the 50 cents it costs. Right? This brick has no value at all. Until you join it with a few hundred more of these. And maybe some drywall and some, and some electricity. And all of a sudden you have an incredible house where you have shelter and you can raise a family and you can worship God. That's what's incredible about construction, is that you can change this that has no value into something that has incredible value. Don't forget that there has to be a master builder involved, you know, somebody that can really put these things together and build it like Omar. He's good. <laughs> but I get to talk to you about that tonight and and I'm excited about it. And guess what? Whether you like construction or not, you're all building something. Did you know that? God tells us that we're all building something. And so tonight I want to ask you a question, and I want you to ask yourself this question. What are you building? What are you building? Turn to your neighbor and say, what are you building? (laughs) And your neighbor's probably saying, I have no idea. He hasn't told me yet. (laughs) Get to the point here, Rob. Okay, so that's the title of my message is what are you building? Because we're all building something. We are. And so I want you to turn with me to 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2, verse 4, okay? And it's going to be up here on the screens if you don't have your Bibles with you. And we're going to continue the series tonight, The Other Guys, The Other Guys series. And so this is where we're talking about books in the New Testament that aren't the Gospels or written by Paul. We're we're talking about those other guys. We're not talking about Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg here, in case you've seen the movie. It's pretty cool. I like that. Although I have been told I look like Mark Wahlberg, minus all the muscles, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's a stretch, I know, but... Oh, do you see it? All right. He's kind of balding like me a little bit. All right, First Peter 2, verse 4. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, uh, the New King James Version says, as living stones, are being built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, and this, this quote comes from Isaiah, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now, you, to you who believe, the stone is precious. But to, the, to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone And the stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. I know God has a great word for for us tonight. And I'm going to talk to you from a construction guy's perspective on this passage tonight. We're going to pull some things out of this passage. And I'm going to tell you about it from a construction perspective, if if that's all right for for tonight. Um, There's a really important word in this passage. And if you don't understand what this word means, then you don't understand what this whole passage means. And it's cornerstone. I'm sure you guys have heard that word before, but maybe nobody's ever explained it to you. There's a reason that a cornerstone is so important in construction. A cornerstone is the first stone that is placed. They place it in the corner, okay? That makes sense. Now we know why it's called a cornerstone. It's placed perfectly level, and it's placed perfectly plumb, straight up and down. It's in perfect alignment, and it's in the perfect spot. And there's a reason that it's in that spot. And there's a reason that we spend so much time placing that cornerstone exactly right. It's because everything that's aligned with that cornerstone is going to be exactly like it. If, if that cornerstone is out of alignment, the rest of the building will be out of alignment. If that cornerstone is not plumb, the rest of the building will not be plumb and it'll end up being the leaning tower of pisa if that is not in the right spot the building is not going to be in the right spot the cornerstone is immensely important immensely and i want to i want to point to this verse so this is isaiah 28:16 you don't have to turn there it's it's the verse that's referred to in verse 6 of the first peter passage. And it's in Isaiah 28:16 it says, "See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a cornerstone for a sure foundation, a sure foundation, not an unstable foundation, a sure foundation." And then it says, "The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. I will make justice the measuring line, and righteousness, the plumb line. I, 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 could, I could talk about this in class, I think, because there's a lot of construction stuff going on here. Basically, we've got the sure foundation of the cornerstone, and then we measure off of that, and that's justice. And then we plumb off of it, straight up and down, and that's the righteousness, just and right. And Isaiah was saying this way back when. Construction hasn't changed much, but we can learn a lot from what Isaiah was saying. And this is the cornerstone. It's a sure foundation. It's a sure foundation. It actually reminds me when I first got into the construction industry and I was being called out to a job to test concrete. And so I was going out to this job pretty much every day to test concrete. And they were Pouring the foundations, they were placing the the foundation walls, the cornerstone, and it was coming along real nice. And then all of a sudden, they stopped calling me. And I said, I wonder what's going on. And so I went out there and, and learned that they had put a halt on the whole job because the building built on that cornerstone was built in the wrong place. Wrong place halted the whole construction project for months and months because that cornerstone was wrong. And when the cornerstone's wrong, everything else is wrong. And everything else is in the wrong place when that cornerstone is in the wrong place. The cornerstone is immensely important. And this passage in 1 Peter tells us that Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. And that if we uh, as Christians align ourselves with that perfect cornerstone and that living cornerstone, that we ourselves are stones that are living. And that we can become a part of that house of worship that is raising praises to God. And that we can be part of that. It's an incredible, incredible thing. Why do we go to church? Because At church, we're aligning ourselves with that cornerstone, Jesus Christ, and we're aligning ourselves with everybody else that's there, and we're all becoming that house of worship that's praising God. You wonder why we're out here lifting our hands and praising God? We are aligning ourselves with Jesus Christ, the living cornerstone. That's why we go to church. But there's something else that became apparent to me as I was studying this passage, because it also talks about the stone the builders rejected. So this, this stone was also the stone that some builders rejected. And so they looked at this, this living cornerstone, Jesus Christ, and they said, I don't want that. And they rejected it. They threw it over there. And they said, I like this one. This one's a little bit better. I, I'm going to lay this one down. And that one was misaligned. That one was unstable. That one wasn't level. That one's not plumb. And what happens when when you build on a cornerstone that's unstable is the building becomes unstable. And as that building goes up, it becomes more and more unstable. And what happens when there's a storm? What happens when that big wind comes through? It's going up and they're unstable and they're just hanging on and it falls. What happens when the pandemic comes through? How many houses, spiritual houses, houses that people had built on unsure foundations fell during that time because they were tested? And we're tested all the time. It's not just a pandemic. It's not like once we get through this pandemic, oh, everything's good. We're going to be fine. You know, oh, 2020's here. We're going to be good. Oh, 2021's here. We're going to be good. No, it, we're almost to 2022. All right? There's going <laughs> to be more. We are going to be tested. And if we have built on this foundation that's crooked, unstable, unlevel, and we continue to go up with that building, we're looking for trouble. And so what, what is this? What, what are these foundations that people are building on? If they're not building on this living stone over here that they've thrown to the side, they're building on something else. Because remember, everybody's building something. Everybody's building something. For me, and for a lot of people, this cornerstone was like a cornerstone of wealth, And possessions. You know, I'm not saying it's bad to have wealth and possessions. But when you make it your cornerstone that you build your whole life on, that becomes an unstable foundation. How about the, the cornerstone of pride? And building on a cornerstone of pride. And usually that means I am the cornerstone. I am the cornerstone, I don't need anybody else to align myself with. That's an unstable foundation. How about the cornerstone of image or uh, wanting uh, fame and people to know you? Those influencers that are out there, right? Some people build their life on that cornerstone, relying on that. That's what they want. I'm going to build my life on that because that's what I want my life to look like. Or maybe some of those houses that we don't want anybody to see. You know, like that, that cornerstone of addiction. Addiction to drugs or alcohol or sex or all of it building that house maybe in the back of the property where nobody can see it and we only visit it when nobody's around that house with an unstable foundation that's what we're building on and those are the houses that are going to fall and we can we can have our stone be part of a lot of these houses it's not like you have to just choose one you you can have a house that's built on your your pride and and then you can have one you add your stone over here to the uh the house of possessions and wealth uh, maybe this one over here is your career you know i'm, I'm building on my career Th- this is this is my cornerstone right here career i'm gonna move up in my career all you any students i know you're you're all about getting into your career but that can't be your cornerstone that can't be your cornerstone And then we've got our house of addiction back here. Don't want anybody to see that one, but it's still there. right? And these houses are unstable. And these houses are going to fall at some point. I spent a large chunk of my life building houses on unstable foundations. You know, chasing my career, chasing wealth. I had my, my houses of pride. And I had my cornerstone back here of addiction. And when the world shook for me, it all fell down. And it fell right where I built it. And it took my family with it. And I was left divorced, bankrupt, And full of addictions. And here I am with my crumbled houses. You know what cornerstone was laying over here to the side that I had tossed away? The living one. The one I should have been building on. Should have been building on. And these unstable foundations, we we can't build a house out of one stone, can we? We need lots of stones. And so when we're building on this unstable foundation, we like to surround ourselves with with all those other folks that are like us. We want to bring them in and, uh, all right, you you're, you like chasing wealth and possessions? Me too. Let's drive each other to do better and better and go farther and farther and work longer and longer hours and, and get that boat and, and get that thing. And once again, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying those are bad things, those are good things, those are gifts from God. But when we're building on a cornerstone of it, and we're building our whole lives on it, that's when it becomes a problem. And so we're, we're drawing all these people that are like us into what we're doing. And in the same way, addictions, we surround ourselves with the people that have the same addictions. Hey, you, you want to go, go to the bar tonight? it's Tuesday night. Yeah, but it's Tuesday night. Let's go. Right? <laughs> All you college students are like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but I, what I'm saying is we are, we are surrounding ourselves and we are building these houses. And we're building them on unstable foundations that are gonna fall. And they may fall at any time. And a lot of times these things are giant, beautiful houses. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh man, did you see the car that guy's driving? That's really nice. I really want to be like him. I'm gonna align myself with that. Did did you see that person on Instagram? Oh man, they're so cool. They I mean I really want to be like that. I'm going to align myself with that. And it's really easy to look at these big, beautiful houses and say, man, I want to be like that. It's hard not to, but those are not living houses. Those are not living stones. Those are houses that are built on unstable foundations that when blown with the wind and when the world shakes, those are going to fall. And they're going to fall big time. And another thing about all the stones being the same, we're going back into construction here. Um, So take notes, all you CM students. But the weakest bond in masonry is called a stack bond. Okay, write that down. Stack bond. And what that means is you stack the exact same bricks that look exactly the same right on top of each other. And then over here, you stack the exact same ones right on top of each other. That's the weakest bond in masonry. And the reason they do that is because it's aesthetically pleasing. It looks nice. Architects call for it. It's aesthetically pleasing, but it's weak. When you have all of the same stones, and they're all stacked exactly the same, you have a weak bond. It looks nice, but it's weak. Now let's turn this around. In church, we got a lot of stones, in God's house, we have a lot of stones, and they don't look the same, and they, we don't want them to be the same. If you're in a church where all of the stones are the same, you, you better start checking what church you're going to. We like diversity, okay? We're all from different backgrounds. We're from different places. We've, we, we have different histories, different things we're going through, different places in life, and we're not just stones. Most of us are broken stones. I would say we're all probably broken stones. When we talk about masonry in construction, the strongest bond is when you use different size blocks and brick and you move them in different ways and you overlap them. That's called a running bond. Write that down too, okay? But this is where we find our strength is in having different size stones, in having diversity and in the same way, we have that here in the church, and I love it. And, and it just it opened my eyes because I'm a construction guy. I'm like, man, this is perfect. We're building a house of God. And it takes that master builder. That master builder is there to take all these different sized stones and all these different broken stones and all of these different pieces and all of these different people from different backgrounds and putting them together to build a house of worship to him. And it's so awesome to watch, and it's so awesome to see, and, and I absolutely love it. But what does this mean for us? Well, it means that we need to be a broken stone, and we need to figure out what cornerstone we're, we're aligning ourselves with. Um, a lot of people say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't need to go to church. I'm a Christian I don't need to go to church, right? I mean, we hear it a lot. I, I was that person. okay? I'm a Christian and I didn't go to church for years because I didn't think I had to. But I'll tell you something I know. You can't build a house with one stone. I'll tell you what one stone is constru- in, in, in construction. It's landscaping, okay? <laughs> it looks really pretty in the yard. But it doesn't do anything, and it doesn't serve any purpose. You can't build on it. You just look at it. You're like, oh, it's so pretty. But the other thing it does is, have you ever tripped over a rock in your yard? You can be a stumbling block to somebody trying to get to the house. When When you say, man, I don't need to go to church, you just became a stumbling block for somebody, and they may not get to the house of God. And they may not be able to add their stone. And so, don't be a stumbling block to to others. We need to be in church. It's good. It's a good thing. There's another stumbling block it talks about in this passage. You remember that? It said, the stone the builders rejected. That one right there. The living stone. Jesus Christ. says that that stone is... The the stone that the builders rejected has now become the stumbling stone, the stone over which people trip. That stone right there, the living stone. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and you don't have to answer this, but I want you to think about it. How many of you have ever said, I'm so happy I found Jesus? I'm so happy I found Jesus. You didn't find Jesus. Jesus found you. That's that's like running as fast as you can away from Jesus. You kind of look like Jesus. <laughs> running as fast as you can. Away from Jesus. And you're running and you're running and you're running and you trip over a strategically placed stone and you fall on your face and Jesus is right there. When you look up, and he's right there with his hand outstretched, and you look up and you say, Jesus, I'm so happy I found you. You <laughs> didn't find Jesus. Jesus found you. And if he hadn't put that stone there, if he hadn't have put that stumbling block there for you, you would have never fallen on your face, and you would have never turned around, and you would have never found him. And he found you. And so that stone is important. That stone is the stone that we need to find. And we need to start building our life on this stone right here, the living cornerstone, the one that's perfectly level, the one that's perfectly plumb, the one that's perfectly in the right spot. And start aligning ourselves with that stone. Tonight, I want you to find that cornerstone. And I'm going to ask you again, what are you building? Are you surrounding yourself with people that are building on cornerstones of greed and addiction? Are you building on that unstable stone that's going to fall as soon as the earth shakes? As soon as something happens, it's going to fall in place right where you built it. Or are you going to align yourself with Jesus Christ, the perfect stone, the perfect cornerstone that when we align ourselves with it, it's just right. And I want to tell you, you know, we're talking a lot about unity in the church lately. I mean, right on Sunday we were talking about it. And God didn't call us to be aligned with everybody in the church. He didn't. He didn't call you to agree with everybody around you. It's okay not to agree. Man, I got up at 2 o'clock in the morning last night and I was reading this this uh, Christian author. He had an article out there And I was reading it a little bit, and then I started reading the comments on it. And it just, it was sad to me, because there were so many Christians that were just fighting each other, and like, and and they were just at each other's throats. And I'm thinking, you guys are Christians. Why can't we just, why can't we just love Jesus together? Why can't we just love Jesus together? Why can't we just all align ourselves with the living stone Jesus Christ. Amen. And now I know why God woke me up at 2 o'clock in the morning to read that, that those comments. Whoever thought. But God didn't call us to be aligned with everybody in the church. Guess what? He didn't even call us to be aligned with everything that the pastor says. Boom, <laughs> right? He called us to be aligned with his cornerstone. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And as we align ourselves with that cornerstone, as we all work together in this church to align ourselves with this cornerstone, we're all going to be aligned. It doesn't matter if you agree with each other on these little things. We are one body. We are one house, one spiritual house being built out of broken stones that's being raised up to God so that we can offer spiritual sacrifices, holy praises to God. What are you building? What are you building in your life? We're better together. We are. I want to read you the last two verses of this section of the chapter, verse 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people It's a celebration that we've aligned ourselves with the cornerstone. He has called us out of darkness to offer him praises. He has shown us his mercy. And we can be thankful for that tonight. We can praise God, we can lift holy hands, and we can say, God, you are so good. Thank you for calling me out of the darkness. Thank you for the collapse of my other houses. Thank you for calling me to the cornerstone that I need to be following, that I need to align myself with. What are you building? We're going to close. If you'll you'll stand with me. I'm over time here. But I want to take an opportunity because if we just if we just think about our houses, if we just think about what we're aligned with, that's not enough. We've got to make changes in our lives. We've got to give God the opportunity to be our cornerstone. And so we're going to pray here in a minute. And, and we're, going to, we're going to ask God to show us what we're building in our life. And if you've never been called out of the darkness by God, if the Holy Spirit is working on your heart right now, you're going to have the opportunity to allow him to work in your life. And you're going to have the opportunity to invite Jesus into your life, to be your cornerstone, the living stone, so that we're not building dead houses anymore. We're building alive houses broken stones all together creating a house of worship to our God. And so we're going to pray, and I'm going to give everybody the opportunity to, to have that moment with God. So if you'll bow your heads, Father, thank you tonight. Thank you for everything that you're doing in this house. Thank you for bringing us all together. We know we're better together. We thank you for growing this church we thank you for having four services. It's amazing. We love that we have four services. It's too much work, but you have called us to do it, and it's amazing. You are growing your kingdom. You are calling people out of darkness, and you are showing them your mercy. God, it's so good. It's so good. And so tonight, I pray that you would reveal to us what cornerstones we're building on what unstable cornerstones we're building in our lives and father i i ask that you help us to dismantle those to take down those houses to bring them to the ground so that we can add our stone to the cornerstone of jesus christ the one true living god living cornerstone we can build and add our stone to that house God, thank you for that opportunity, and thank you for your revelation, your simple revelation tonight. So good. And now, if if you've never, if you've never had an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life, today is your day. The Holy Spirit's calling you. That stirring in you is not things that I've said. It's not the worship. It's the Holy Spirit coming into your life. And you have the opportunity right now to change your life. And so with every head bowed and your eyes closed, if this is the moment where you want to invite Jesus into your life, if the Holy Spirit is working on your heart and you want to invite Jesus into your life, we're gonna gonna be here right with you. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, I invite you just to reach your hand up into the air and say, I am that person tonight. I am going to change my life. I am going to invite Jesus into my heart. This is your moment, September 15th, 2021. Father, thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Keep them up, keep them up. Keep them up in faith. Father, thank you for those hands. Oh, he is so good. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to pray this prayer with you together. Together we're going to pray this prayer. So if you would all repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord, as my Savior, and as my Heavenly Father. I am forever yours. And I am eternally saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's all give it up for God. The Bible says when one soul gives their heart to God, the whole heavens rejoice. And so we can rejoice with heaven right now. And if that was you tonight, We've, we've got a Bible for you. We've got resources for you. We want to be there for you. So please give us that opportunity. Thank you for making a commitment tonight here and online. If you're online and you made a commitment, please DM us. We want to get you the resources that you need. Amen. Amen. Tonight, before we dismiss, we're going to read our bridge, de- uh, speak our bridge declaration. My wife said I'm not allowed to say Read. We're supposed to speak it. All right. (laughs) All right. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Have a great week, and God bless you, Bridge. We're so glad you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision, whether that was dedicating your life to Christ or rededicating your life to Christ, send us an email at info at church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you're joining our Bridge Church family online for the first time, we have a very special gift for you. Send us an email at info at we are to share some information on where we can send you that gift. We're so glad you joined us today, and we can't wait to see you soon. Be sure to stay connected, because we're so much better. Together. Together.